Entrepreneur Weekly interviews the brilliant leaders of today in order to provide a stepping stone of wisdom on the journey to personal business ownership. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Well, 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 here we are again, meeting at the same place, talking about what? What? What matters most? Well, is that business? Or is that heart and soul? Or is it a business with a heart and soul? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget, you can check out more podcasts at entrepreneur.com and many other great opportunities to grow, live, and learn about life and how to live a rich and full life, of which is one of the things we're going to talk about today with my friend, Amanda Holmes, who is CEO of Chet Holmes International, chetholmes.com. She has a new website also here I see, hellosoul.org. Oh, that's interesting. I'll talk about all that. By the way, The Ultimate Sales Machine, the book that her father wrote, Chet Holmes, about 15 years ago, she has been working diligently, haven't you, Amanda, for a couple of years now to update this book. How you doing? (laughs) Well, I'm happy to report it's done. I will tell you, though, Alan, so Penguin wanted me to take it over. I mean, it's in the top 10 most recommended marketing and sales books of all time. So it was a little bit daunting obviously. And when I asked everybody, I finally took on the project three years ago and I asked everybody online, I said, what would you like in the book to change? And they literally wrote back and said, nothing. It's perfect. Don't change it. Talk about an intimidating task. Oh my gosh, right? Well, that's another thing we should talk about today because you and I both share this one thing, second generation business owners. And I imagine a lot of people that are listening are also second or even third generation business owners. And how do you fill the shoes of the the founders, right? And Mm -hmm. so these are things we can talk about, but I'm so glad, by the way, so Amanda and I have known each other, what has it been, five, six, seven years? I don't know, what's it been? How long has it been? Yep, something about there. Something there, there and and she and I became kind of quick friends, I think because we have a lot in common in life. Because, again, we're both second-generation business owners, and we also want to have a business that has a heart and a soul, because that's always been one of the most important things to me. I loved my customers, and I love my employees. And sometimes you have to choose between employees and customers, and wait a minute, whose side do I take? Oh, my gosh, it's a dilemma of the spirit. Right. Because you have to call on a higher, higher thinking at some point to go, wait a minute. It's not who's right. It's what's right. So there is a heart and a soul to every business. And we reach these dilemmas, these reckonings in our life. And we have to literally call on something higher than ourselves. And I, you and I both, you know, we're both that kind of person anyway. I notice, you know, hello, soul.org. Uh, we'll get to that later. But first, <laughs> first, you said something to me, and I know that you're on a, uh, on a big quest in life right now, especially as we're coming to a year end, about how to help people double sales next year. And maybe you could start out by giving us maybe, oh, I don't know, three things that'll help people double their sales next year. Because now we've got a hook and they're going, what did he just say? Yes. Mm-hmm. How can you double sales next year? Amanda Holmes, start with there. 
Oh my goodness. Well, I can give those, but I actually can also tell you the three things that are holding you back. Oh, oh, well, there you go. It's just, again, it's the same thing, isn't it? Really? Well, it's interesting because I've been on with you several times now and every time I give great actionable advice, but there's some trends that are happening right now. And I have a research firm along with my marketing and sales training company where we do data analysis of the market and some interesting market data that has just recently come back for what are our biggest challenges for business owners right now. Mm -hmm. And the number one thing right now is people. I mean, we're seeing the great resignation in August, 4.3 million people left their jobs in the United States alone. And that was insanely high. In September, it jumped to 4.4 million. And we're seeing this mass exodus because COVID happened, right? And then everyone had this time to sit and think with themselves. And they realized that they just weren't happy with where they were at, right? Mm -hmm. So as we're experiencing so much burnout, right? We even saw it from Simone Biles in the Olympics to every different sector of our lives. There's so much burnout happening because we're trying to reconcile this fact that our our values and the mission that we want in our life maybe doesn't align with what we're doing in business. So it's it's been very difficult for business owners to mm. find that balance within their staff. Mm, 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 mm. So I started out saying, how are we going to double sales next year, right? She says, how about finding out what's holding you back? Because you have it all within you. You just have to be more conscious, more aware. What is holding us back? We've got greatness inside. Let's let it loose. Amanda Holmes, Chet Holmes International. She's going to teach us that right after this. Stay with us, everybody. My friend Amanda Holmes will be right back. Oh, yes, I do, because my friend, my longtime friend, Amanda Holmes, Chet Holmes International, second generation like me in business. It ain't easy, people. It ain't easy. Uh, Amanda, we're talking about... You know, and I've I've heard you talk about how to double sales in the next year, and all of a sudden you threw me a curveball. Three things that are holding you back from doubling sales. I, I love it. Um, so why did you why did you give it that twist? It's an interesting twist. That's interesting that you ask that because. When we think about what motivates people to purchase or to take action in their lives, I wish that you could give them all of the positive things for how they can take an action and get a better result. But more often than not, people take action when they're in pain. Mm. (laughs) So to be honest, I can give you all of the great solutions, but people tend to be more interested in the pain point. So when I switched this title, interesting that you should ask that, switch the title from the three strategies to double sales to the three things holding you back from doubling sales next year, it's gotten a lot more attention. And it brings back to what we teach about marketing and how to grab the attention of your prospects. Mm. So interesting because I was talking to my brother the other day and he says he wanted to be a pilot. 
and he took the test to try and be a pilot. It was a really hard test, had like 80 or 90 questions or whatever it is, really difficult. And then he, he totally bombed out. He failed. It was horrible. And he was telling a friend of his and he says, you know what? He says, you can buy a book with all the answers in it. So he ordered the book, he got the book and it had all the answers, but it didn't have the questions and the answers didn't make any sense at all. So technically, we've got to be right in the middle of our test for the answers to make sense. And so a lot of entrepreneurs and who you're talking to right now are right in the middle of that big test. So these answers, I think, are going to be so much more valuable to them right now. So get us started. We've got another segment. We can do this because I got so much to ask you. But what are the three things that are holding us back from doubling sales? So I'll give you a market data here. So. 95% of businesses will never make it to a million in annual sales. Of those, 1.5% of those make it to 5 million. Of those, 0.08% of those make it to 10 million and 0.004% ever make it to 100 million and beyond. Wow. And the difference between each segment really comes down to your skill set. Because what it took to strong arm it to a million will be a completely different skill set to get to that 5 million mark. Exactly. Maybe you're the only salesperson and you managed to get it to a million, but to get to five or 10 or 20, you're going to have to hire a sales team. And then maybe you have one great salesperson and three others that are not so good. Then how do you train the entire sales team to be like that one salesperson? And then, oh, right. So it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and the skill set changes. So one of the biggest things holding you back from sales next year is really the people that you're hiring. And when I was saying that, right, because of COVID, we've had this crazy life-changing experience where we looked at ourselves in the mirror and went, wow, what am I doing with my life? One of the things, so I'm going to give you three pieces of advice. So we're seeing this, what Edelman, it's a study that Edelman did. They call it the belief-driven employee. Mm. So they really want to be tied with a company that really believes in core values. So oh. what a great staff is looking for is number one, the traditional pay, of course. Number two is career advancement, which is where small businesses and medium-sized businesses maybe don't have that career path for where someone might be able to grow within the organization because it's usually just a CEO and maybe one management below that. Whereas in corporate America, right, they say, well, here you can start entry level here, but you can work your way up. So for those SMBs out there and starting entrepreneurs, how can you put together a career advancement of saying, okay, well, I can't afford to pay you what you're worth because we know you're worth so much more but i can pay you right here and then this is an idea of how we can grow and we definitely teach that with salespeople. all as right well. hold on hold on don't give away number three this is called the cliffhanger for those who want to know what are the three things that are holding you back from doubling your sales next year on the other side of the commercial break we'll tell you it's entrepreneur week love There's more Entrepreneur Weekly after these messages. You're listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. 
Well, if you're wondering who this lady is, Amanda Holmes, um, she's the CEO of Chet Holmes International, a company which has assisted over 200,000 businesses over the last 25 years. Uh, Amanda inherited the business after her father unexpectedly passed away. And uh, with only her background as a singer, she stepped into CEO at 26 years old and has since doubled Chet Holmes International's clients the last two years in a row. How do you like that? So she studied her father's teachings and went in and became like the book says, the ultimate sales machine, a New York Times and worldwide bestseller. She is the ultimate sales machine, but she is also a person with heart. She's not just a machine, which is the best part about you, Amanda, is that you are a loving heart and a loving soul. And you are now, you have finally, I should say, because I know you've been working on this for years, you're updating the ultimate sales machine book, which will be out next year. And of course, we'll tell the world when that happens. But you're also running this organization and you're coming up with new ways of looking at things. Since your father passed away, it's been close to a decade and things in this world have changed. And now we're even looking at a new set of circumstances with all this pandemic stuff and all this work from home and people really having a a time in their life to really slow down and think about life and what they want out of life. So as it used to be, what are the three things you can do to double sales? Now you give it the twist of Amanda Holmes. What are the three things that are holding you back from doubling sales? You gave us two of them. Do me a favor. Give us those two real quick again and then give us that third one. Oh, I have only given you one. Of oh the my gosh. Things. I thought there was two in I there. Was just, no, <laughs> okay. I was just giving you a solution to oh the fact God. that if you're having a hard time hiring and staffing, which we're seeing as a huge issue for business owners right now, you have to really look at the pay because obviously they're, the traditional pay is important. The career advancement, which is harder for small to medium sized businesses because they normally don't have that clear path for where you can grow. So make sure that you have that. And then number three is how are you showing your commitment to do positive things while creating an environment of flexibility and remote options. That is what people, your employees are looking for. They want to feel that they are taken care of. They want to feel that they're doing something positive for society. This is something that has been born post COVID. This is really a new, based on the study by Edelman that has really come to light after being locked away. (laughs) Great. So was that all three or was that still, we're on still no, number one? No, that's just the first one. Oh my God. Have, so uh, number one has three points. All right, give us number two. <laughs> you know, you are the Mary Poppins of business. I just got to tell you that. <laughs> I get to see you floating away with a little umbrella. Anyway, keep going. Give me number two. <laughs> so the second thing that's really holding us back from doubling is what we call the shiny object syndrome. Now, we all have heard of the shiny object syndrome, but Alan, did you know that we look at our phones an average of 96 times a day? Oh my gosh. It's, it's scary, isn't it? Yeah. So the average consumer today over 18 spends over 10 hours a day on different medium platforms. It can either be online, on their phone, with a radio, with a television, 10 hours out of the 24 hours, we're practically becoming robots. And, and then if you think of how are you utilizing your time, are you being proactive versus reactive? Because 95% of text messages are respond to within the first three 
minutes. How can we truly stay focused on anything if we're perpetually being sidetracked? Yeah, it's true. Listen, I pride myself in being like an instant return. Okay, okay, beat that one. Instant return. You text me and I'm like, bang, I'm back at you. But you know, yes. you're right. It, obviously, whoever I was talking to at that moment just got left in the dust. So you're absolutely right. It's fascinating. And then there was another study that was done uh, at a university where they looked at focus. And when they took someone off of their focus, on average, it would take 45 minutes for that person to bring their focus back to what they were doing. And in that time, it was as if it was the equivalent of having four hours night sleep. So what we're doing, this perpetual shiny object syndrome of being distracted at all times is limiting our brain capacity to be able to think at a higher level because we're just so distracted. So what does that do for business? Not only do entrepreneurs have that difficulty of then trying to figure out, well, what do I focus on? It's also within your staff as well, because three out of four staff are considered disengaged at work, according to Gallup. So we really have to think about what are we doing to be more proactive about our workday instead of reactive. And I can give a solution on what to do there. I've done it before in a, in a session, but it's really quick. Oh you have one minute. Go. Oh my God. Okay. Well, maybe I don't have it then. <laughs> but no, 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 it's, I got to take another commercial, but listen, national radio show that is also then converted into a podcast. And so this is why we have to do the commercial breaks. If you're listening to the podcast, which many do around the world, you'll understand that it's actually playing on 30 radio stations as well. And then it is converted to podcast. So we have commercial breaks, but as I watch the clock tick down, I've got 40 seconds. I will say that. Well, I'll tell you, I'll yeah. give you a cliffhanger okay, about it. Good, good. And so in the next segment, you'll hear our six steps on how to increase productivity by 500%. It's something you can do in just the first 10 minutes of a day that will completely radically change the rest of your day. Okay. Because billionaires have the same 24 hours in a day. It's just that they work smarter about their time. All right. See, I, I'm playing Give It To Me Baby by uh, Rick James which is perfect when but you have to wait till we come back and she's going to give it to you baby we'll take a little break you're listening to entrepreneur weekly uh amanda holmes ceo of chet holmes international chetholmes.com and by the way if you want her to speak this is how well she does yes hire her to come talk at one of your conferences it'll blow your mind we'll be right back it's entrepreneur weekly Hi, I'm Alan Taylor from Entrepreneur Weekly. Child sexual exploitation is an unimaginable crime that continues to invade our communities and homes. The Maloof Foundation is confronting this crime by providing education, promoting healing, and ensuring justice for survivors. But this cause can't be won alone. Learn how you can join the Maloof Foundation in their efforts to preserve a child's right to freedom, hope, justice, and dignity at MaloofFoundation.org. That's M-A-L-O-U-F Foundation. Discover unstoppable industry influencers who celebrate disruptive thinking and game-changing business strategies on Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. And my friend, Amanda Holmes, joining us. Boy, talk about game changing. Because sometimes we need to look at the pain, the pain that we've been looking away from, the things that we are not doing, the things that are holding us back 
from being able to double or triple or quadruple our sales. You know what, Amanda? You know, you hit a pain point with me because I was able to get my company as kind of a solopreneur to a million bucks. And it was always, it was like, I'm at a million bucks. Yeah. And then I look back and it was like, you know, 25 years ago, I'm still at a million bucks. What's going on here? And then I would hire people and I would hire the wrong people. And then I let a guy buy into my business and I had to buy him out. So my skill is that I'm a really good solo pilot, but I'm not good at, you know, I'm not good at hiring. Do you want to hear what happened to me? My son got married to a wonderful gal who was a person that was the, what do you call the person that deals with problems at a company that is, uh, that deals with public problems? There's a name mm. for this person, whatever publicity. they, uh, well, not publicity, but a person yeah. that deals with problems. So if you had a problem, you call in and they have a specialist that helps you to get through your problems. Oh, that's and, great. Yeah. And I know that I can't think of the name for it, but anyway, this is what she did for a company. So when she came to work for me as my daughter-in-law, she became the person that would help me hire people because she could look into them deeper than the line of BS they gave at the job interview that maybe I couldn't see through because I was mm-hmm. so just ready to hire anybody. You know, it's like, come on, I need some people here. And so it's, it is an art hiring people, the people you hire, there's an art to it. And I, and I guess I was never any good at it, but so yeah, you, you struck a pain point in me. And so I had to look at the things that are holding me back. And truthfully, after that, we started growing and it was fantastic with the right people. Wow, that's wonderful. Yeah. It happens all the time. I and mean, when I spoke about the different levels of growth, majority of businesses don't know how. And it's really the shocking thing is it doesn't have to do with your product or your service, which you would think that the reason why I grew is because I had a better or superior product. That's not true today. When you type in vitamin C supplements into Google, I'm telling you right now, Google is not showing you what's the best. They're showing you who has the best SEO that got them to the number one spot on Google. So it's those that are the loudest and most persuasive and best marketing. But more than that, as a business leader, you really have to have the systems in place. And that's really what we teach. So let's say in 1967, there were two hamburger joints that were started just a few blocks from each other. One was a mom and pop shop where they made wonderful hamburgers. And the other one later became McDonald's. Now, McDonald's does not have a superior burger, but why are they the number one burger company in the world? It's because they have systems, they have policies, they have scalable process for how to go from one level of revenue to the next. Mm. So that's really what we teach. That's what the ultimate sales machine is. Every chapter is a core competency for how to double sales. And I will tell you that the first chapter is what I was just about to say, which is the six steps to increase your productivity by 500%. Because if you if you focus just on your time, how can I be smarter about my time? That alone can completely change your world. Mm. You know, and it's so true. And I was at dinner last night with my wife and I saw a friend of mine who just took his company public. I'll tell you his name. His name is Travis Borsma. He owns a little Uh coffee company called Dutch Brothers. And for those cities and states that have Dutch Brothers, they know it. But um, when he left his family company, him and his brother, they had a, a dairy farm. And when they left the dairy farm to start this little coffee stand in our little tiny town in Oregon, I remember seeing Travis and Dane and I said, you guys are crazy. What are you doing? They had this little cart, right? A little cart with a coffee machine on it. They go, we're selling coffee, man. And I go, you guys are crazy. Go back to the dairy because we need a good dairy in town, right? 
Now they kept at it. It's been about 25 years or so. Well, they just went public the other day and my friend Travis is worth about $3 billion now. <laughs> and yeah, so I saw him at dinner and I said, hey, you know, I know you uh, you did a lot of classes and you went, you do a lot of, you know, learning about, you know, and we had this little conversation and I said, you know, my friend is Amanda Holmes. Her dad was Chet Holmes. And he goes, oh, I took Chet's school. And I took his school. And I, I go, well, she's going to be in town next week. You want to meet her? He's like, oh man, hit me up. Here's a oh billionaire who can't wait to meet you because he took your dad's business mastery. Is that what it was called? Yes. Right? Yes. Oh, so, I love that story. Right. And I, who's the one that's crazy? It was me telling them to go back to the dairy. Yeah. Smart. How smart I am. <laughs> but you know what? I've evolved. They've evolved. And, but they give a lot of credit to your dad and the business mastery and the, the ultimate sales machine book that has gone so well throughout the whole world. And here you are again, second generation. I want to talk about that more in these next couple of segments, but man, things have changed. If your dad came back today, he'd look around and go, wow, wow. Things have changed since he wrote that book. Right? So you are in the process of relaunching the ultimate sales machine book. And I'm going to tell you guys, you need to get the ultimate sales machine. If you haven't already and read it because the next version, the next generation, second generation is coming. Amanda Holmes, you're listening, you know, to what she's talking about here before we take another break. You want to tip into the next part of this three things that are holding yes. you back. Okay. Yeah. So um, I can do one of the six steps to increase your productivity by 500%. The first thing is touch it once. Can you believe that we waste an entire week's worth of vacation a year by just rereading information? How many times have you opened up an email oh. and said, oh, I can't take action on that right now. Oh. I'll read it again. You're killing me on this one. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Over and over and over Ooh. again. So becoming a master at your time. How can you step number one of the six steps to time management secrets of billionaires is touch it once. If you read that email and you can't take action on it right now, you write them back and say, wow, that's very interesting. Mm. I need more time to think about this. Let's get back together on blank. Or maybe you say, maybe it's for your staff and you say, mm. okay, let's discuss this in our weekly meeting. Okay. I got to have a commercial break just to slap myself in the face three times for being such an Don't idiot. Slap yourself. <laughs> Amanda Holmes, Chet Holmes International. ChetHolmes.com is the website. We'll be back with more. This is really painful for me, everybody. Really painful, all right? Listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Well, uh, all I can tell you <coughs> is, Mike, I did not slap myself in the face because Amanda Holmes didn't want me to. I punched myself in the throat <coughs> oh, because I've done all these stupid things for so long. <laughs> I tell you, I am such a, a dunderhead. Because I think, let's just be big ego, because I've been relatively successful all my life, and ego keeps us from growing as well. Mm -hmm. You know, my way or the highway, 
you know, and I, I used to get so mad at my dad. I'm like, dad, come on, you got to grow. The things are changing. The world is changing. And then here I've become my father, you know? So second generation business. Now I'm running my father's business. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to run my other seven businesses because I'm an entrepreneur, as you know, and your dad talked about being pig headed. I'm pig headed, but not in a good way. So (laughs) you know that that's a lie and it's a combination, right? It's the determination that creates entrepreneurs. And at the same time, it's laying down that ego to be able to say, but I I'm here to learn and I'm here to raise up those around me. I know that's been a really big learning curve for me that I continue to challenge my own organization, you know, coming in with a couple hundred staff at 24 years old, I really was surrounded by a lot of people not really knowing what to do about being a leader of it, not planning to take over the business. Right. And it's a huge undertaking to just say, okay, help me understand. Let's do this together. How can we work as a team? Right. And then lifting those up around you. It takes a humility, but not a weakness, not a weak humility, the strength to be humble and then to not have your humility turned into weakness by others. You know, I'm still, listen, I'm still the boss, but I need to learn this because I know I don't know. And so I, I need to learn. So I, you know, and by the way, do you, can you get a bruise on your neck? Oh God, that hurt. <laughs> All right, let's I'm get ready. back. Let's get back to those six. What was it? Okay. Six yeah, lessons six, or six steps to increase your productivity by 500%. Number okay. one, touch it once. If you're reading an email, you read it, you take action on it. Next step, right? Yep. So number one, touch it once. And if you're listening to this right now, you should write them down so that you can do this today. Okay. Number two is list off your top six things that you have to do. Don't write 30 so that as soon as you've done something, you can check it off and make yourself feel better. This is about prioritizing. So mm-hmm. what are your top six things that you need to get done today? Number three, you want to allocate how much time each thing will take, right? So one thing I'm going to do today is I'm going to build out the contract for a new client. The second thing I'm going to do today is I'm going to build out a training for my staff. The third thing I'm going to do today is plan for the next year or strategic planning, right? And then each one of those things, it's going to take me 15 minutes to reply to an email. It's going to take me 30 minutes to do this. This particular project is going to take me five hours. Okay. I can probably only do about 90 minutes of it today, right? So you're allocating how much time that's number three. So then number four is prioritizing by putting it into your schedule. So if you broke down your entire day into blocks, so you start at, let's say you start at eight in the morning. So from, from eight to eight 30, I'm going to write up that contract and send it off from eight 30 to nine 30. I'm going to work on the second thing that's most important, which is probably strategic planning, because right now we're at the end of the year, right? Right. So I'm going to spend 90 minutes on that because I know that I'm going to be fresh in my mind. Then from, and this is crucial, from 1030 to 1130, I'm going to block off time to be reactive because what we're trying to shift is to go from, I'm constantly being reactive in my day, all day, every day. If someone says, hey, got a minute? then you break out into got a minute. If someone sends you a text, you randomly are writing them back a text and you're perpetually being distracted. So we want to be proactive about the time so that the things that you need to get done, get done. And then you leave that time available because you know that things will come up. You know that clients will ask you questions. You know that your staff will have some kind of fire. So allocating that time to check your email, to put out fires, to check social media, to comment on people's posts on social media. So you allocate that time. Sometimes it could be one time a day. Other times it could be twice a day. And then you start training the people around you that 
I can't respond to that right now, but I do have allocated time at this time and this time where I can respond to what you want me to do, right? So, so we don't become reactive all day. We become proactive. So prioritizing what amount of time and where in your schedule. What this really does, which is magnificent, is it sets the expectation much clearer because how many of you have put a to-do list on your desk and you know the most important things you need to get done, they just keep showing up on your to-do list every day and you haven't gotten them done. But with this process, you know in the first 15 minutes of your day, you've planned out and you realize, and this happens to me all the time when I do this process, is that I'll have planned out my whole day and I'll realize the most important thing I need to get done today, which is the biggest, heaviest thing, I didn't even put into my schedule. So I would have finished my day and felt you know, down about myself that I didn't get that thing done that I wanted to get done. Now you're setting the expectation that you know you've put together a plan and now you can, if you can have the pig-headed discipline and determination to follow your plan, then it's way more productive. I mean, we say 500%. People that try this process, by the end of it, they go, oh my gosh, what have I been doing my whole life that I haven't just been diligent about doing such simple steps? Mm. And if you're like me, if you don't do all those things, you just punch yourself in the neck because you don't ever want to have that happen again. I'll take a break because I haven't been doing all that stuff, but I like it. It all makes perfect sense, as Amanda Holmes always does. Uh, the daughter of Chet Holmes, Chet Holmes International, ChetHolmes.com, the ultimate sales machine. You're hearing her talk right now. We'll be right back. Need a mentor? One-on-one -on -one online sessions with Entrepreneur Magazine's experts can help you start a business, grow your business, build your brand, fundraise, and more. Book your one-on-one -on -one session with experienced business owners and media experts. Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine, can help you perfect your business pitch to media. Businesswoman Kathleen Griffith, founder of Grayson Company, can help improve your growth and marketing strategies. Need guidance on improving your leadership skills? Elizabeth Gore, president of Alice, can help you become a strong, value-driven leader. So what are you waiting for? Book your one-on-one -on -one session with Entrepreneur's lineup of experts today. Visit entrepreneur.com slash mentors. Again, that's entrepreneur.com slash mentors. to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Can you tell why I love her so much? Yeah, it's pretty simple. You can follow her on uh, social media, Instagram, Ultimate Sales Machine, or Amanda. No, it's Amandita Holmes. <laughs> What's that? It's my salsa name, Amandita. Oh, that's too funny. Amandita Holmes. Uh, Amanda Holmes on Twitter, ChetHolmes.com is uh, the website. There's a million ways you can get a hold of her if you really want to. She's a, an amazing speaker. If you want somebody to come and just fire up your people in business, an exciting, fun hour we've had together. But so I wanted to ask you two last things because we could talk for hours, as you know, we've done it before. Mm -hmm. Second generation businesses, you and I both share that. And it has its own special, unique set of little I'm not going to say problems, but issues may be better, things to deal with. Can you give a minute or two on that? Yeah. So 60% of second generation businesses fail. Wow. And wow. I know that's shocking. Yeah. And 
from my own personal experience, there was a shift that happened where I realized that the company that my father had built and pioneered was a different company that I wanted to run. And if this company was going to create a new legacy, it had to become my company. And that's a huge, it's a balancing act for a second generation business owner to go from, okay, I need to honor what has been there before. I need to understand what is working, what made it successful, and then be able to discern what is different about our marketplace today that I need to adapt. I'll give you an example. My father always said, never put your pricing on your website. That is the job of a salesperson. My gosh, my golly, don't you ever do that, right? And I remember the day when I finally said, okay, dad, I'm sorry. I know you said never do that, but people are buying cars, online today. You can put your pricing. And it's been a huge game changer for us because that's how I was able to double our business was having pricing online and then scaling an automated sales process where people purchase from an order page and a landing page instead of with a whole call center. That's been a huge part of that shifting of hands is taking ownership of it and then reconciling what is there that has worked that we can honor and carry forward and what needs change based upon you as the business owner in that second generation. It also has to be what fuels you and what excites you. All right. We've got about two minutes. How to live a rich and full life. We said we would talk about it. Let's do it. So this is really the piece that I'm adding to the ultimate sales machine. We have 12 core competencies to double sales. And at the end of the day, my father was a brilliant sales machine, but he died at 55. And when I look at that, I feel that his pigheaded discipline and determination coursed through every fiber of his being. While it was his greatest strength, it was also a weakness because he didn't have the balance in his life to be able to celebrate the victory. So there's one minor change that I add to everything that he taught. All the sales, all the strategies, all the tactics, they all work. Just one minor shift is your intention. So do you go about your day building your business, winning new clients? What's the energy that you do that in? Do you do it in ego? Do you do it in pride? Do you do it in manipulation? Do you do it to steal from people, right? What is your intention versus what if you came to the approach of, okay, I'm going to do this in service. I'm going to do this in gratitude. I'm going to do this in humbleness. And it's not that my father was a lying, cheating, stealer. The way that I just said that made it sound like it. But he had this chip on his shoulder that he had to prove himself. And he pushed through every part of life. And after watching that in my life, the next generation of that is, yes, you can do all the same effort. It's just the intention that changes so that you can enjoy the fruits of that labor so that at the end, All of that, let's say that it's an apple from a tree. It's far sweeter when you do it in humbleness and gratitude rather than I have to prove or I'm doing it out of pressure. Right. So pressure steals the pleasure from life, my guru always says. Yeah. You are a delight. You are just such a lovely person. And I appreciate you so much. Your your intention is clear. And I know you help so many. And Chet Holmes International helps so many. And I know that the second generation is going to make the first generation very proud. 
Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. It's been so wonderful. Always, Alan. So fun. Uh, ChetHolmes.com. Look them up. You'll be doing yourself a big favor and a big service. I'm Alan Taylor. See you next week. This program is copyrighted by Entrepreneur Media Incorporated.